well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast at Halloween, Minnesota. You know, Matt, you and I had a lot of the same experiences growing up, going down to the Wildwood Boardwalk in the summer to go on one of our favorite rides. A ride that we've mentioned in several previous shows. Castle Dracula. (laughs) I know longtime listeners are so sick of hearing us talk about Castle Dracula, but Castle Dracula deserves to be talked about a lot. It does. And there's like a lot of backstory with this, too, because that's one of the ways that I even found your original site, XE. I would sit there and search for any shred of memories or pictures from that place, because during that time, there wasn't a lot of people who were reminiscing about it. Right. Even though there should have been. Exactly. (laughs) So picture this. It's I I think you've compared the Wildwood Boardwalk to sort of like the theme park boardwalk from Lost Boys. Right, right. So if a lot of our listeners obviously have not been to Wildwood, New Jersey, they don't live here. Picture the opening scene from The Lost Boys, and in the middle of all those Ferris wheels and all that shit, there's a fucking castle. And it's a real castle. And it's scary looking. Yeah, it's like, it's not a real, real castle, but for all intents, it is an old brick, dark gray, medieval castle with red tinted windows standing in the middle of the boardwalk, blasting spooky music super ominous especially when you're a little kid and it's literally like towering above you at the end of the boardwalk and you're like i have to you're like you have to like walk past it and you don't know what the hell to do because you know long before you were old enough to go on it you would kind of like glance over and you'd see these white face painted ghoul people just Mm -hmm. like dragging people in and they're all into the act like you know it's not like the kid working the ticket booth who's kind of like going through the motions Right. These guys were all like legitimately acting like monsters. Oh, yeah, it was uh, something that I was definitely drawn to. Obviously, you as well. So that's one of the things that kind of brought us together in a way. And uh, I don't think you could have grown up in the 80s in Jersey and not go to Castle Dracula. It was I mean, Wildwood in general was our Disney world and Castle Dracula was the Magic Kingdom in its own way. Yeah. Like fucking Cinderella Castle. <laughs> so should we get into it now or what all right so yeah this is not uh this is not a non sequitur we actually have a reason to bring up castle dracula again right all started on a sunday morning i got a tip from a guy named thomas about a escape attraction in philadelphia that was supposedly like taking a page from the old castle dracula playbook right and i tell you about it and i expect it to just be like one of those things we kind of like gush about in a text and then forget about and you're like, okay, let's go right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Really? It's in fucking Philadelphia, but all right, let's do this. <laughs> well, you know, this is the time we got to do it or else it'll never happen. Yeah, I mean, you're good for this kind of stuff because you literally will just like, you know, it's a five-hour drive and we're only going to be there five <laughs> minutes, but it's Sunday. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. No, but when you told me about this, though, you sent me a link. I'm looking at this website and I'm like, ah, it seems like. It might have been made on GeoCities or something. Yeah, you're like you're you're like cool link, but why are you sending this to me? <laughs> the fine print, man. Read the fine print. Finally, I found where you wanted me to look at, and I'm like, holy crap, this thing, it's the real deal. Yeah, it's not just something that happens to be something like Castle Dracula. It's actually intentionally supposed to kind of evoke it. 
it's not actually a haunted house in the truest sense of the word, but it's one of these, I would say it's like a mixture of a haunted house, like a haunted attraction and an escape room, which is very trendy and popular right now. Right. I mean, we've been to one of those escape attractions before. We went to one in the Palisades Mall. And yeah. that one was like really high tech. And it this was very one, high tech. Yeah. This one was definitely not high tech, but it, it had a lot of heart. Yeah, I was going to say about the one we went to, you know, it's kind of like for the video game age, I guess. Not even right. video game age, but kids are so high tech now that like what we think is high tech is yeah. really just so low key at this point. So when we went on uh, that thing, it was fun, but obviously lots of we bright lights, lots of screens. It, yeah, but we needed, like, the two 13-year-old kids who were gamers to, like, help us win. <laughs> you played pretty well. Everyone else in our group did. I was terrible. I don't, this is just something that I'm not good at. Like, I'm literally just sitting in the back, like, pretending to fiddle with things while you guys are looking for clues all over the place. And, look, I just don't fucking get it. I'm like, when are we out of here? The food court's going to close. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is when we went to the uh, Carousel Sushi. Mm, oh, that's, that was so good. We're going to have to do a show about Carousel Sushi. Yeah, it deserves its own show. Yeah. But So we we went into this thing thinking, well, okay, escape room, we've already done it, so that's pretty cool. Mix it with one of our favorite things of all time, like a dark ride or a haunted attraction. All that in one, it, it was like, how do you say no? Yeah, this was a must must visit. Right. Fortunately, it was not an easy visit. It wasn't. No. I mean, it you was... drove a million miles an hour to get to God knows where in Philadelphia. And first, <laughs> the GPS or whatever is just sending us in these like random circles. It just cannot well, find the address. This is the problem that I have with these GPSs. So like you said, we're driving around aimlessly, right? We could not find this thing, although the correct address is in the GPS. And it kept saying, you've arrived. And I hate <laughs> it when it does that. I hate it because yeah. it's telling you you arrived. You clearly have not arrived. And, you know, it's a good thing that the British lady that talks to me on the GPS was super nice. Yeah. Because otherwise I'd be screaming bloody murder <laughs> at the thing. <laughs> You've arrived. <laughs> so, yeah, we did uh, drive around like a million times, probably for a good hour. Yeah, it was like we flew to Philly. And Philly's not like a, a stone's throw from either of us. Right. And then we get there, and like you said, it took an hour just to fucking find this place. And right when we got into town, we were like, is this the right town? Are we in the right place? Where right. are we? <laughs> because it was sort of like a ghost town in a lot of ways. And it did yeah. not seem like an area where you'd see an attraction of any sort. Like maybe right. a bagel store and maybe a post office, but not a haunted attraction. Yeah, an all-star chicken, you know. <laughs> all-star chicken was there, yes. <laughs> So we, we park, we know we're in the right place, or at least there's no way we can't be because we're like right on the map where it's supposed to be. And we go looking for this place. We land at the address and nothing. There's no signs. There's nothing no signs. to tell us that this is going to be anything. Nobody's answering the door. You're skipping a giant part here. Okay. You had an inkling that this bizarre looking like high security prison-esque looking building was the place. I'm like, there is no friggin' way <laughs> that this building is a, an escape room, unless it's an actual escape room, like from Saw, Yeah, it was not the place. Well, this, I mean, it's totally like, what it looked like. 
But it was like this weird old stucco building. And then it had like barbed wire around it. And the thing is, like, I'm not a slouch by any means, you know, but like even I draw the line at places with barbed wire, yeah. unless it's barbed wire like Pam Anderson. Yes, of course, <laughs> naturally. I'm so glad to hear that. But I'm not going into this place. There's barbed wire. That stuff gets stuck in your arms. Well, I mean, like, we're standing in front of it. There's barbed wire. There's nothing. I mean, There's not... security cameras yeah. all over the place, yeah. too. But there's nothing to tell us that this is going to be the place. We're afraid <laughs> to even knock on the door because the place looks that frightening. I have to give you credit, though, because you knocked. You were braver than usual. And I, I'm thinking it was the Red Bull that I gave you. I'm, I'm thinking it's because I pay for the tickets. <laughs> you don't want to lose out. <laughs> Motherfucker, I came up with fucking $50 for this shit. <laughs> I honestly believe that it was one of those situations where I bought tickets on a site that somehow was still active, but the attraction had closed years ago. I'm well, like, there's like no explanation. How could this possibly be the place? We were walking to that building that you swore it had to have been in. I'm like, there is no friggin' way. I'm walking across the street, and I'm like, you know what? It just dawned on me. Did you, like, build this site and, like, build this whole story up just for this episode? Yeah. Just to, like, <laughs> just to fuck with me? I told you, your your uh, your surprise birthday party was behind that door. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, I built Mom. this website. <laughs> you intentionally made it look like an old school website. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but that wasn't the case no so long story short we end up getting the people on the phone who run the place and they say just be there when your ticket time starts and we got there and we get in exactly we we actually did even though it was like a phone number in california i'm yeah, like man just, just like the the added wrench to the whole fucking drama is that like when i finally get a phone call back for my my panicked phone calls i'm standing in front of the address where's dracula <laughs> I get this call from freaking a city in California, which for some reason is the are the people who run this place. I'm like, okay, just to make this more bizarre, what are we getting ourselves into? It, that's why it took so long for them to get there. They came, they flew. That must be it. <laughs> yeah, I will say before you uh, decided to call, you looked through the windows and you noticed like stone yeah. almost like you're like that's it's it. it's got to be the castle in there castle dracula yeah and i'm like no those are the cold unforgiving walls of a seedy prison <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were like definitely not it was weird because like the bricks were almost doing exactly what they were supposed to do make you feel uneasy because standing yeah. outside that window you definitely didn't want to go in there <laughs> no way yeah it was like oh man god what kind of crime is being committed behind this black regular door that never should be like a business door? It looked like yeah. the kind of door you'd have in like a bedroom closet. <laughs> it did. It did look like that. But, um, you know, we're, we're kind of joking because this was an amazing place and we loved every second of being there. Absolutely. It was uh, quite a interesting uh, intro to it. Now, once we get in there. We were kind of greeted by these happy-go-lucky people. Yeah, so I don't want to presume the relationship, but it apparently was a guy who owned it, and he ran it with a woman, maybe his girlfriend, maybe a friend, I don't know. But it turns out that this guy has been, like, in the haunt industry in some form or fashion forever. Right. And he's also the co-owner of a site that we both read. Yes. Darkinthepark.com. 
Right, which is like basically legendary. And I mean, if you're into haunted attractions and dark rides and stuff like that, you've read this site. And to us, like, we kind of marked out, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think like he became a minor celebrity to us, which will become an important point when we get into the ride, but I'll get to that. Yeah. So we're talking to them forever. Like, <laughs> For we forever. Had, oh, forever. Like, holy shit. I don't know if I've ever had a conversation in my life that was as long as the conversation we have with those two folks <laughs> about haunted houses, about Wildwood, about our fears, about everything. Finances. Finances, <laughs> politics, the you know, how how Game of Thrones is going this season. <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah. It really, but I got to say, it was eye-opening. It was eye-opening and it was it was eye-catching because we're having this conversation in sort of like a lobby area. And we're both drooling around the entire place. Right, because it is like we're only in the lobby. We can't see any of the ride yet. We're just sort of standing where I guess you would get tickets on a normal day. Yeah. But it's done up in the vein of Castle Dracula. It definitely evokes that feeling. And what the guy was telling us is that that was obviously his intention, but he couldn't do it exactly. So he tried his best to kind of put hints here and there. Right. It was less like a kind of replica and more just something that was trying to nail the ambiance. And I think it succeeded. It really did succeed. Yeah. So we wound up uh, talking, like you said, for maybe, what, four and a half hours. Four, at least four and a half <laughs> hours. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe we're recording tonight. My voice is, like, still like, <laughs> What are you talking about? You just sat and nodded the whole time. I did. You, you know, I get this thing, about. like, when I'm a little intimidated by somebody's, like, passion for something, and they're kind of telling me a story, and I just kind of, like, nod like an idiot. I have to apologize because I kept feeding into him. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, oh, tell God. me about that. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Every time I'm taking a step towards the door to like, you know, get this show on the road, you're like, you know what I want to talk about next? <laughs> Disney World. Let's talk yeah. about every ride in Disney World. Well, you know, the guy can't mention the Haunted Mansion to me without me going into a long dissertation myself. So, yeah. but when we stepped inside, finally, mm hmm. When the door opened for us, all I can think of is Glorious! No, I won't give in, I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend, I will defend. And steal a line from Bobby Roode's entrance team. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally with you because I guess this is be considered the not the lobby, but sort of like the the entrance to the real ride. Yeah. And this is where I guess all the money's really going because it's very thematic in there. Right. It, it hits you right away and it gives you the feeling that you are about to enter into like an old school haunt, like on the boardwalk. Right. Like it's just this big, real stonework entrance that looks like a spooky castle. Like you're about to go through the front doors. Right. And there's like two griffins on each side. Yeah. And it turns out we found out later that one of them is actually from Castle Dracula and Wildwood. That's and the other one, they actually had to make themselves like in this crazy way. Yeah. They fashioned it themselves and it looks exactly like the original. Yeah. Insane. He was telling us, you know, all the different little um, kind of nooks and crannies had things from other haunted attractions like around the tri-state area. Everything in here had either history behind it or was just completely homemade in some way. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. A lot of entrepreneurs, they'll say, hey, I want to open an escape room. And that's great. You know, but this guy put so much time and effort and love into this place yeah. that you get so wrapped up in it. 
even if you don't have that sort of appreciation for the old haunted attractions, you would still just get that kind of creepy vibe. So it's great for Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, think before we even like went on this thing, we both felt like we had gotten our money's worth. Absolutely. So finally, it's time to like actually start the game. Before we do, they lay down the ground rules. Basically, it's like we got to get through a couple of rooms with these locked doors. And the only way to unlock them is to figure out these hidden clues in each room. Right. If we need a clue from them to find the actual clues, we have to hit a button on this weird intercom system. <laughs> the ghost communicator. The, the, that's right. It, it, was like out of, it was like out of Filmation Ghostbusters or something. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, if you hit it, they would add five minutes to your game. So, like, basically, if you wanted to be one of the fastest people to make it through the maze, you're not supposed to hit that button. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't, I, just let's just say we were not the fastest people to make it through this we maze. Were not, we were not the fastest, but sometimes you got to ask for help. Yeah. Or in our case, like, every two minutes, you have to ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> but we get into that first room, mm -hmm. and they even told us, they're like, the first room is going to be the most challenging. They weren't lying. We're not going to spoil the game or, or any of the secrets or anything. Yeah, but I think we could tell them some of the things that are in it. Yeah, so like when you first walk in, right off the bat, you feel like you're in the lobby of Castle Dracula. Completely. Because there's that big fireplace, and above it, there's this like mirror. They don't have the original painting, but they have a mirror, and it's got... Well, we shouldn't go into too much detail. Well, I mean, let me just name, rattle off a couple of things that I think are safe to say. Like, you're in this sort of big room, this big mm -hmm. spooky room, like a castle fucking room. Yeah. And there's a, a suit of armor, and there's, like, spooky paintings and locked boxes and weird books and pianos and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And basically, the goal is to figure out, like, a number combination to get access to the next room. But right, you, have you have to, to but the clues are like in the room, so you have to dig through everything to find them. Right. You might have to find like two or three clues to get the answer to open the box. And, you know, it's a typical type of escape room game. But this one was challenging in a good way because it wasn't high tech. You yeah, know, this, it was very it was low real. Yeah, it was very real and you needed to use your brains. But honestly, I don't know if we'd be able to get through it, though, without even one. Like you need one clue, I think. First of all, I think. I mean, I know I had this problem, and I'm assuming you did too. It took me a little while to realize that I was really allowed to touch everything in there. Right. Because I'm like, oh my god, that looks expensive. I hope I don't break it. And meanwhile, <laughs> like, the whole point is to kind of, like, mangle everything to try to find these clues. I'm banging on the uh, mantle of the fireplace, like, and I realize, like, you have to do stuff like that. That right, helps but at, out. But at the same time, it's like we're kind of like big klutzes, so I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like, these guys can't afford to get a new piano from 1920. I don't want to break this thing. <laughs> Yeah. meanwhile i'm pulling every fucking lever on the thing <laughs> so while we're in there and we're kind of having trouble we're on camera they're watching us this whole time right and after having a four and a half hour conversation about what haunted house buffs we are i was so afraid of looking like a fucking chump who couldn't <laughs> even figure out the first room which is exactly <laughs> what happened i mean we eventually did though in our defense we did but i mean we were hitting that button like it was the soda machine in the Tropicana. <laughs> like, sometimes he would tell us a clue, and we just hit it again. It's like, all right, you know what? More clues. It was like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So we get through it. Yeah. I kind of liked the other rooms a lot, too, because they were challenging, but obviously not as hard to figure out. I mean, it was really impressive what these people were able to do, because... 
it's a small place and they really maximize the space, but the stuff you have to do to get through it isn't all the same. It's like every room, it's like a totally different kind of thing that you would have to look for. Yeah. So like, you know, the second room is smaller and it has like a desk and a clock. The next room is even smaller. It's like literally a closet and it's built like a wine cellar sort of. I'm glad we didn't get stuck in there too long because that would have been very closed quarters yeah, and I, I would have gotten claustrophobic. Yeah, we were both in there and I think we were both looking at each other like this this shit better not last long because this is this is not for me. <laughs> like, yeah, we're close, but not that close. Yeah, I mean, it's like we, we, we barely stand in there. Yeah. And yeah. meanwhile, like every once in a while these chimes go off that let us know that fifteen minutes have passed. Right, you get a chime, and we were we were hearing those chimes like it was going out of style. Right, and because we know, like, oh my god, I can't believe this is taking us so long. Like the whole time, all I'm thinking about is this ride's Facebook page, which is filled with photos of these like seventy year old women who managed to get through it in fifteen minutes. And I'm like, holy fuck, we've been in here for seven hours. <laughs> we had to have gotten like the lowest score they've had. When we got out of there, I almost felt like I needed to apologize to the guy. I'm like, I'm so being... sorry. I'm so I, we totally oversold ourselves. We we've never been on any kind of haunted attraction whatsoever. <laughs> I will say that if you're in a younger generation right now, you have the upper hand on us because they grew up with like games on PlayStation and Xbox where it's these open-ended like role-playing games where you're taught to walk around a room. You could touch everything in the room. You could open drawers. You could do all this stuff on these video games. I walk into a room like that and I'm just like, oh, it's nice. You know, on to the next room. <laughs> totally, you know, I yeah. mean, <laughs> we just, we're just not trained to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the last room, it's like basically you're trying to get out of there before Dracula comes alive. Like there's a big coffin in the room. Yeah. And we get through it, but I still think they kind of just took pity on us and just opened the door. No, I do think that what happened was after the first room, we got so awesome at it finally and all the rest of the rooms we actually did well in i prefer your version of the event so let's say they're true <laughs> they are true good i speak the truth <laughs> so we get out and we meet them and we end up talking for another four and a half hours <laughs> 16 hours of conversation i feel like we should have paid double just for the conversation <laughs> i want to go and just talk and hang out like i let's we'll have a couple of drinks we could just hang out there. We don't need to go and try to escape the room again. Right. I feel like, you know what, dudes? We'll send you $25 if you'll just go out for drinks with us one night. <laughs> Although I will say that in talking to him, we learned a lot. And he has a lot of knowledge about these older haunts. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you kind of yearn for those days. But like I said, if you're into haunted attractions and, and, and stuff, this makes it like a lot of fun. Because if you know someone who's not necessarily into that and you are, then the escape room aspect will appeal to them. Right. Totally. It's got something for everyone. It does. Um, I don't know if we actually said what the place is yet. <laughs> Oh my God! We are we are like basically at the end, and we haven't even named the place. What is the name of the place, Matt? It is Escape Empire Dead by Dusk. Go to their official site at geocities.com. Geocities <laughs> slash Dracula. No, it's escapeempirephilly.com. Yeah. Uh, tickets, at least for us, were twenty five dollars each. Yeah. And like we're saying, it's it's small and it's lo-fi and it's not going to compare to something with these huge technological advances. But in terms of like heart and ambiance, this place is fucking amazing. I think if you gave a lot of uh, the people who listen to our show, if you give them the opportunity to say, hey, 
here's this really expensive, amazing thing, or here's this really schlocky, charming thing that was made by someone themselves. To me, there's no contest because not only do you want to experience that feeling that you had when you were a kid, but you also feel like a lot of these newer things are a little bit cold. It's just like going into like a, a giant arcade game. Right. It's, it's it's total assembly line, Dave and Buster's kind of stuff. Like this yeah, is a yeah. DIY, grassroots, support your local indie artists thing. Really? Yeah. Totally. And it's like mm. you, you feel good that you're contributing to it because you know that a couple of people have completely changed their lives to make it happen. Looking back on it, it's one of these cool things because I will always now look back at like the beginning of this season as trying to get out of this freaking haunted castle. It was so cool. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, I don't know that we'll do anything for the next two months that's going to be as on point for the Halloween season as this was. A hundred percent. Doing this stuff, like it kind of maybe does seem out of place. Like I, I could tell you it was beautiful. Uh, the weather was beautiful when we were there. Yeah. It had to have been like, it was like 74 and sunny and breezy doesn't feel Halloween-y, but then you get inside and you're trapped in Castle Dracula, then it changes your mind. <laughs> oh, so good. I mean, it's like yeah. you got to do these things in during the season. Yeah. You can't just like fucking make your trips to Target and like talk about Halloween on social media. Like if you don't get out there and like eat it in some way. Yeah. It's just going to feel flat. So doing these crazy things like driving to Philadelphia to go through a little tiny haunted house ride in a building that's completely unmarked they're a necessity <laughs> that looks very dangerous looks to very dangerous yeah I mean, it yeah. was like almost like we were going on the ride before we even went in it yeah it was just the uh, it was a ride in itself just to get to that place but you mentioned target it made me think of something i've driven to target like 12 times in the past like three weeks mm -hmm. just nothing that I, I need to pick up for Halloween at all. And like you said, you need to do these things. Maybe they seem offbeat for right now or, you know, not what you normally would do. But these other places are kind of, you know, on the fence right now. So, yeah. well, I mean, it's just and also like besides the, the fact that this place is open and so many other places don't even have their shit together yet. Mm -hmm. September and October fly by in like a week. We go through this every year. Yeah. So it's like. Just grab Halloween by the by the ball while you can. I gotta tell you, I'll go back to this place because I, I think I was mentioning I would probably go back just to experience it maybe with other people to see how like I wouldn't reveal any of the secrets to them, but I would like to see their mindset and how they would try to solve it. Because I would learn something by watching that. Because yeah, I please and like I think I mean I know I have a lot to learn because it's just <laughs> I just I just have no idea. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to stand you, here and turn circles. Although we each had our own little things that we were good at, though. Yeah. I, I was more the word guy. You know, you were figuring out I was more the guy who stuff. kicks furniture until something moves. <laughs> although we both beat the hell out of the piano. Like, it, it was like oh we were fine. Yeah, I, I think they eventually just, like, came yeah, over no. the PA system in their ghost voice to, like, move to the next room, please. It was like, you, you think the first 125... Stop touching the piano. Yeah, the first 125 times of hitting all the keys didn't make any noise. Uh, will they ever? <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's all the piano keys, of course. There's the two pedals at the bottom. Yeah. And then there's all these, like, fucking little buttons to press. And we're like, right. okay, obviously, there must be some intense combination so we're just kicking the shit out of this thing. <laughs> we are. We were just really mauling it. Yeah. One thing he said 
that just totally sold me. He's like, it's kind of almost like being in like a Scooby-Doo cartoon where you have to get out of a, a haunted house yes, or something. I, and uh, when he said that, I'm like, oh, I just like melted into yeah, the floor. <laughs> you're a big Scooby-Doo guy. You marked out for that one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so It was really neat. Yeah. So what was the name of this place? Escape Empire? Escape Empire. Dead by Dusk in yeah. Philly. Definitely worth the trip. Definitely worth the money. If you're a Castle Dracula fan, you have to go there because uh, aside from just evoking it, there's actual Castle Dracula stuff in there, like we said. Yeah, like you're not artifacts. Gonna, yeah, you're not gonna find you know a place like this anywhere else. And he did it so lovingly that you have to go. Yeah, there's no question about it. We don't care if you're in California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take that drive. Yeah, De- definitely. And on the way to and fro. We were listening to the Halloween playlist in the car. Oh, that was sweet. On the way, the way home, we had some Rocky Horror going. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, just a perfect night. It was like one of those things where you get home and you remember, wow, if you really get out there and like do Halloween stuff, the season is so much cooler. So much better. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I brought up listening to the Halloween songs in the car is because uh, I figured let's give a little tip off to what we're doing next. Ooh, that's right. Our next episode, which is going to be a full-length episode, Mm -hmm. what could it be about? Spooky songs. Spooky songs four. Yes. Yeah, the fourth time we've gone back to this well. Back by popular demand, although people do enjoy that type of show. Yeah, and look, everyone needs to, to beef up their Halloween playlists, and I think we both this time have some stuff that wouldn't traditionally be on them. Yeah, we've already been compiling it, and I'll tell you, like, mine is not going to be, like, the same as always. This is all yeah. new stuff that no, we're coming No up Monsters with. themes on this one, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going obscure. Yeah, yeah. so definitely uh, check that out when it hits. Mm-hmm. So that has been the Purple Stuff Podcast mini-sode good times and we hope you'll join us next time i'm jay from the sexy armpit and i'm matt from dinosaur dracula (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to the purple purple stuff podcast 